Because who knows? And I'm, next yeah. time y'all talk to me, I, I might be like, well, I was crazy. This was terrible. <laughs> so you're talking about mistake? Yeah. <laughs> This is this is a mistake. I'm Martha Ellen. I'm Josh. And today we're joined by I'm Ashley Kicklider. Yay, we're so glad to have you I'm here. I'm so happy. <laughs> um Shelby's actually not here today. She's uh a little sick. So um unfortunately she won't be joining us. But um we're happy to have Ashley here. Mm, thanks, you guys. I'm yeah. glad we finally found time to do this. Yes. Yeah. Um It's been a while. I'm yeah, thinking. it's been a bit of a crazy few months so uh yeah it seems like you've been traveling a lot i have i have well on that note why don't you tell us what you do so um i mean i guess i'm a creative if you have to put like one word on it um this year i found myself doing a lot of things but i'd say like since i was little i've always done a lot of things and i've liked to have my hands in a bunch of things but photographer is what I would say I mainly do. Um, I have experience in graphic design, so I've done a lot of design work, web design, branding, but learned very quickly that's not actually what I wanted to do. (laughs) I went to school for that though. Um, And yeah, I like to art direct, creative direct. I've found myself in the world of social media, Mm, content creation. And uh, (laughs) yeah, so that's kind of a bird's eye view of some of the things you can typically find me doing this year, at least, or up until now, because I'm about to make some big changes, actually. Oh, that's exciting. We can get to that. I, um, I kind of am the same way. I feel like I've always had like 10 different things that I have my hands in. And yeah. I think I actually work better that way because if I have one thing, then I get burnt out and I yep. can't, I don't know how to focus on just one thing. Yeah. And totally. I end up trying to find other things to fill it in, like fill right. the the mental gaps yeah. with, but I don't have enough actual time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> honestly, I mean, it's played a role in how I'm kind of about to make a pivot, but, um, that's kind of one thing I've learned this year is I've always been, you know, I've always heard like, Oh, you know, find your niche, find your niche. That's mm-hmm. the advice yeah. people always give. Cause you'll be stronger. And I've always just been like, no, I don't want to find my niche. I want to do as much as I can with whatever I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I, uh, you know, I wanted to be a wedding dress designer and was like always cutting like pieces out of magazines like creating dream dresses and then I mean at one time well when I graduated high school my first grade teacher brought us our time capsules that we Mm -hmm. had made in the first grade and one of my little things in there I had to illustrate and say what I wanted to be when I grew up and it was a dolphin trainer and race car driver okay but the uh (laughs) image I drew was them together it was me (laughs) in a race car and the dolphin was like hanging out the passenger (laughs) seat I don't really know how that played out in my Hmm. mind, but um, who knows? Maybe I'll still pursue that one day. (laughs) Never too late. You know, but um, I think I contribute a lot of, I'm just like really, really thankful for my mom and the way she instilled a sense of I could be whatever I wanted to be. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you guys know with our parents in that generation being so starkly different. Mm Um, even though I think a lot of the time she's been really scared for me, she's always supported me, Yeah. but she's a pharmacist, she's math and science. Mm-hmm. And I was her like creative child. Yeah. It wasn't that great in school. Like as far as like, you know, I just loved like art classes and everything, 
but she still just like never once made me doubt that I couldn't do whatever I set out to be. And I don't know. That's just something now in hindsight I'm so thankful for. My parents kind of did the same thing, which like you're saying, they grew up in an environment that was like, this is what you do. You go to college or like you get a good job. And my parents definitely grew up in a very traditional household. Like that's what you did. Yeah. A lot of emphasis on education. And then they had me and I um, was very, very bad at all of that. Yeah. (laughs) Like education (laughs) stuff is not my thing. Yeah. Like one of my greatest achievements is actually graduating college. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) Just getting through it. Seriously, me too. Yeah. But my parents always have encouraged me to do whatever I want. I think they were really excited when I decided to go to college because that was not on the horizon for a really long time. Okay. Um, And then... Yeah, I, I, every now and then I look at my parents and I'm like, you raised five children and your oldest three who have graduated mm-hmm. college. None of us have traditional jobs yeah. at all. We're all self-employed. Uh, that's so <laughs> interesting. The last two probably will have fairly traditional jobs mm-hmm. from what I can tell already. But yeah. um, they really did encourage us to follow like our dreams yeah. and whatever that might be. And my dad definitely would prefer if I had like... A nine to five sure. with a steady paycheck and yeah, all those things. But he, he's like, you know, what? if you're happy, then I support totally. you in that. And I'm making totally. it. So yeah, exactly. that's all that they, I, yeah. I know they're scared for me a lot of times. Right. But. I think it took me or it took me a while to kind of prove, cause I really didn't. Like, they have always encouraged me to, you know, follow my dreams. But, like, mm-hmm. studying graphic design was definitely a push yeah. from there in. Like, that's yeah. much more stable, secure. Like, and, you know, I mean, I started my photography business. I mean, I started taking pictures when I was really young. But I would say, like, when my business really started, I was 18. And from there up till my freshman year of college, I was shooting probably, like, five days a week oh. doing seniors families weddings and kids birthday parties said yes to absolutely (laughs) everything everything. um and they were proud of me then but it still I think has taken me a while for them to see like oh you you she can really do something with this because I really wanted to go to like an art school in California Mm -hmm. wanted to go to photography school yeah just like what a dream that would be and, um, I mean, just financially, logistically, like that would be a tough move, even applied to some places, but the scholarships I got were, you know, didn't really make a dent. So yeah. their kind of like, you know, agreement with me was, well, you know, how about you just try freshman year at Auburn and then we'll see what happens from there. And I'm also aware of like what a privilege that is for me to even say any yeah. of this of like having an option to like yeah. get, you know, go to school is wonderful no matter what or where it is. Um, but anyway, so I stuck it out kicking and screaming the whole way. Cause I was like in a total like hippie phase all about Southern California. Thought that was where I would be on a plane yeah. to the day I graduated high school. And, uh, yeah, met my, like some of my best friends at Auburn in graphic, like the graphic design program there is wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I don't regret it by any means, but there were still, about halfway through, I think it was like my junior year, even my mom was like, wow, I almost like wish we would have pushed you to go to photography school because yeah. we really see how you're excelling in that and that your head's, I mean, my head was never in school in graphic design. Yeah. Like, you know, I was doing it, but couldn't wait to get out of that classroom. I did all my core online at like the community college mm-hmm. there because I just sucked at school, <laughs> honestly. 
And then even the like design classes, my head is still just like constantly somewhere else and wanting to like leave and create something. Um, So it's been interesting to look back at that. But again, I I definitely believe everyone's like meant to be exactly where they're at. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And um, that that experience, like I was meant to do that. And honestly, if I can like really trace back my steps, like having that design degree totally opened every door mm-hmm. that has led me up until this exact moment yeah. truly yeah. and if I wouldn't have had that I wouldn't like be here right yeah. now so it's, it's cool that you got at least a degree that is yeah beneficial for you sure. and that you still can utilize and that did teach you some good like Absolutely. basics I kind totally. of wish I had done a totally completely different degree than yeah. the one that I did right and right. I just didn't know going into college what options were yeah. I had no idea. I was homeschooled. I yeah. never planned to go to college. Well, and in general, and so much pressure is put on us. Like, yeah. and up until really, well, and up until after college, it's all your whole life is after you do this, you go to this next step, this next mm-hmm. step. Then yeah. college mm-hmm. is the next step. And yeah. then it's just like, holy crap. Well, what if, what, what does it mean when it's up to me of what my next step is? Yeah, Especially you know? at 18. So yeah, exactly. Yes, and we're crazy. supposed to like have one shot to figure it out with yeah. how much money is being paid for this education. Yeah. You better make it count. I know. I wish I had been able to take some time like between high school and college, yeah. but I was ready to go to college. Like I yeah. was ready for the independent part. Right. Yeah. More so than I was ready for the actual life decisions mm-hmm. part. Yeah. Um, but I made a lot of life decisions at a very young age. Right. And I don't know. I think that knowing now, like what my passions are, mm-hmm. totally do something different to the point where I hate school so much, but I kind of want to go somewhere, maybe not a traditional college, but yep. like learn some, I, I don't know. I just want to learn from like a actual tailor and those types of things, just some right. different techniques. But yeah, no, I get that too. Yeah. But especially in that way, like, and again, everyone keeps reassuring me of that too is, I mean, I wouldn't say I, I literally wish I would have done it differently. Cause like I said, having that design degree is literally the reason I'm sitting yeah. here right this yeah, moment. Exactly. Um, but like there's a part of me that wishes I would have gone to film school because mm-hmm. now I'm really wanting to pivot into the world mm-hmm. of film, which we can talk yeah. about. Um, and now I'm just like, Oh, if I could have studied that and then everyone keeps telling me, or especially in the film world, but I feel like it would relate to mm-hmm. you too. Like you will learn so much more with the real world exactly. experience, yeah. exactly. get thrown into the deep end yeah. and figure it out. And that's what yeah. it's been my whole career thus far yeah. too. I've learned way more, you know, in the real world then. Yeah. yeah. But there is a part of me that's so weird because why I didn't switch majors so many times is because I was so ready to get out of school. I was like, me you too. could not pay me to stay that any was, longer because it was like was pulling teeth just to get me graduated, honestly. Yes. Yes. And so, but there is something I crave about formal learning or well, at least being a freelancer. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that's what I would miss is having that formal either like mentor mm-hmm. or person above you mm-hmm. teaching you just like logistical things when yeah. it's like, up to you the thing that I've realized about myself is that I think I have imposter syndrome (laughs) oh I have it terrible (laughs) Terrible. I feel like I am faking it until I make it oh yeah I'm everyone is yeah Yeah. totally I feel like and I just get this way a lot with how my personal stuff is going my business is growing and everything I'm like people are I literally got a text today and it's like so-and-so gave me your number and they said that you're an amazing seamstress and I'm like oh don't say that because your expectations are going to be high. No. What if I fail? No. Nope. But then I'm like, nope. no, I, I can't think that way because I'm actually doing a good job and I'm, people are proud of my work and they don't know anything different. Yep. And like, 
I'm the only one who's going to see a mistake if I make it unless Absolutely. it's really obvious. And so I have to like walk myself backwards because totally. I'm immediately like, don't put me on a pedestal because I'm going to fall off. Yeah. And 100%. I think with formal education and like, it gives you a bit more confidence degree yeah. or something. It's like, I have something to base this on. I it's have not like, like written evidence yeah, that like exactly. I can Someone perform. Someone said yeah. you did this. You Someone did this checked well. the box. Yeah. yeah. Which is stupid because is. I mean, if you think way back in the day, like yeah. that, that wasn't a thing. Like right. I am such an encourager of other people right <laughs> going through like trade schools or sure. like apprenticing or something like that where it's not a formal education I'm like well if I'm so encouraging to those people why can't I be encouraging to myself yeah about I the know. same exact Th- thing that's the yeah and always flips the script yeah. of like talking you, we have to talk to ourselves the way we would talk to a friend yeah. but it's yeah. easier said yeah. than done and I've realized verbalizing it and yeah. like telling other people that I think I have this or that mm-hmm. maybe I feel inadequate I'm like I know that it's not the truth but it's right. what I'm mentally thinking right now yeah and it's so helpful to have like people around you saying Martha Ellen, you're acting a little crazy right totally now. totally like, no you're actually pretty decent at this you're yeah, pretty good at absolutely this. And, like, and I mean you probably experienced this working for yourself or when I left an agency job after two years in Atlanta to go out on my own, mm-hmm. what I don't think I was really pre- prepared for was to literally be on my own Yeah, and to go from an environment where you're working around all these creative people that are so diverse in their mm-hmm. background and knowledge and, you know, having people there to support you. Then when you're on your own, it's just me and my couch and my computer yeah. and you can spiral so easily of like, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Or like, I shouldn't even try this or you know, and you're and like, it's I'm just on my couch. I'm not sitting at a desk. I'm like, yeah. And for me, I'm like, I'm working in my bedroom. How weird is yeah, that? And exactly. then it's like, no, it's fine. That's just what you have to do at right. this season of your life. Right. And, right. You know, you'll look more professional one day and who cares if you look but professional? Who even, yeah, totally. And I think w- this is definitely the generation where like a college degree is not obviously yeah. crucial. Yeah. I think, I mean, how I got my first job in Atlanta was kind of funny, but in general, I think people really, or not for everyone, this is a shouldn't be a generalized statement, but for a, a large percentage, I feel like a lot of people just like want to hire someone that they like to be around too, yeah. to yeah, just like totally. be an enjoyable person and a yeah, team player. And, so too. and like we forget that it it's not all just resumes and mm-hmm. whatever. And the standard is so different now. Like it used to be in our parents' generation. Like if you have a t- college degree, you are, you stand apart. Yeah. Now, Oh yeah. Uh, almost everyone has a college degree. Totally. Mm-hmm. Or like has gone to some college or has some sort of experience in that. And so it's like or just the like the baseline is I mean it's raised. Right. So and beyond that what I've learned is just like what our also our parents didn't have is just like beyond even a college degree we have so many resources yeah. and tools in the internet. Like people can pivot and go into a career so easily yeah. now by like teaching themselves. And that's been like a hard hurdle for me because I've been a person that constantly kind of pivots and it feels like an entitled thing to say like, well, I've got to keep chasing work that I love, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I shouldn't feel guilty because that like, just because our parents' generation didn't have all of these tools and resources. Uh, But yeah, it's just kind of weird. But I, I think that that's probably what throws that generation off so much is like, we haven't like paid our dues in some ways like they have like right. college mm-hmm. degree like well now a college degree does not set you apart like no it doesn't. it's like 
I mean, we're all hustlers and yeah. finding different ways to set ourselves apart. So but I don't know. That's a whole rabbit hole in and of itself, honestly. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I feel like this generation does more work for themselves to set themselves apart. Yeah. And our parents did more work for others yeah. to set themselves mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. Right. And I don't really know what that means because <laughs> it just sounds like a big self-centered generation, but it's not. I, th- I think it's just a yeah. shift in perspective and yeah. what we feel called to do and with what's available to us. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge change right. from generation. Yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy. I keep thinking about like, what's the next generation going to be like? I know. Right. So that was one of the table topics questions recently. Like, would mm-hmm. you rather meet... Go back and meet your great great grandparents or have the opportunity to meet your great great grandchildren. And that was one for me that I had like, sorry, this is a tangent. No. Uh, I had an initial gut reaction to that one, like, oh, my great great grandparents. Like, of course I want to go back in time. I want to learn from them. And then as my friends went around, they totally shifted my like answer and they were like, oh, but to see like where that generation is, like what technology they have, what how could we instill some like normalcy and like they're probably crazy world. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, you're right. Like I, I changed my answer now. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's so I'm like, literally I'm like thinking, I feel like going back to see like a part of history that you can right. read about or whatever is almost like a bit of a selfish thing. Cause it's like, I just yeah. want to see this and experience it. But right. then like going forward, maybe it's selfish too. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Just sing no matter which way the fruits of it. your labor. You, you heard it here first. Time <laughs> yeah. travel. It's, yeah. it's selfish. <laughs> In general. <laughs> Where are you originally from? So I was born in St. Petersburg, Florida, and then moved to a very small town in North Carolina when I was little, and then grew up most of my life in Auburn. So okay. I we moved there when I was in the first grade. So oh, wow. I say I'm from Auburn and grew yeah. up there. Gotcha. So. so Auburn really was like yeah. the obvious. And which is why I was kicking and screaming the whole way too uh-huh. of yeah. like, of course I didn't want to go to Auburn. Everyone from my high school is going yeah, and yeah. I did not want that. Yeah. Um, and then I so soon found out like I literally saw one friend from high school. Like, yeah. you it's, know. A different and world. how departments yeah. really become little families and cohorts and yeah. all of that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Auburn's great. I think it's like such a wonderful place to have a family and raise kids. It's definitely not, well, this, the irony of me saying this right now, <laughs> which will make sense, but like, it's definitely not a place where I could see myself right now Yeah. <laughs> um, for this time in my life, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, then after I graduated from Auburn, I really had no clue what direction I wanted to go in because mm-hmm. I have this design degree, but mm-hmm. my heart is obviously in photography. And I'm so thankful for my professors there too that I don't think I would have made it through college or like a program like that literally if it weren't for the exact professors I had because mm-hmm. they were all so supportive of me really having a lot more passion for something that wasn't what they were teaching me. And then they let me bring photography into like essentially all of my projects. Like in my whole senior project was photography based. I like threw in some design (laughs) where I could, you know, I met the standards, but I mean, and there were opportunities in college. Like one day, one of them like let me skip class to like go get this opportunity that wasn't in Auburn. And so I'm just like really thankful for them. And that support, too, of me not boxing me in, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so after I graduated, had no real clue what I wanted to do. And I lived at home all through college. Mm -hmm. It was just me and my mom. And so, you know, I was still at home and uh, was watching Netflix till 2 or 3 a.m. every day after graduation (laughs) and sleep until like noon and was like, I graduated in December that year. So I was like, like by March let me have a plan together but like (laughs) let's take a little break from this too just like hang out and then it was like the week after the new year so not long after graduation um one of my high school teachers my journalism teacher texted me and was like hey you know hope you're doing well uh just wanted to give you a heads up one of our friends that's a creative director in Atlanta now saw photos you did for us and like wants to connect with you And I was just like, oh, how cool. But it was also the funny story of me being hired for my first job in an agency in Atlanta is this. So my teacher from high school, I did, you know, I started doing, you know, pictures of everything. Like I said, families, Mm -hmm. kids, and I babysat their little girl while I was in like junior high, high school. So I like my first camera would always like use her as my subject and took family pictures for them over the years. And that last year I had still done family photos for them and we did them at this Christmas tree lot, you know, for me, they are nothing, mm-hmm. they're your typical family photos, yeah. you know? Um, but their friend that turned out to be my first real boss, she had gone to Auburn. So she knew that that Christmas tree lot was in the Kmart parking lot and she saw the photos, which to me were not special, Yeah, yeah. but she saw them and were just like, I know that that's a Kmart parking lot and she made it look like it was another world mm-hmm. and I want to talk to her because of how she was wow. able to do that and I was like I never posted those photos yeah. she happened yeah. to see them on their personal Facebook and I was just I still am just like that's where the universe just really pulled through for me there yeah. you know I couldn't have and so essentially got a call from her she was like we have this agency she didn't know I had a design background but then that's what really solidified them hiring me And they were a creative agency in Atlanta and kind of didn't give me the opportunity to say no, but Atlanta was like not on my radar Mm -hmm. at all. I think just growing up in Auburn and always going to Atlanta to go to the airport. Right, right. That's, or like little five points, which is this crazy little hippie. Like, yeah. So I was like, (laughs) that's, I knew, I literally thought all of Atlanta was either Buckhead or little five points. And like, (laughs) it's so not true. There's so many beautiful, wonderful neighborhoods and pockets. But at first, I was just like, this kind of like, fireball of a woman calls me and we have a call at like 7 a.m. because I tell her that's totally fine when I'm like emailing her acting like I'm a morning person that I haven't been sleeping till like two every day I'm like yeah 7 a.m. sounds great like I'm always up at that time probably just get my work done yeah I remember I'm like in pajamas but in my bed on this like call with her and she just has a very like fiery personality and again made me feel like I didn't even have the opportunity to say no so I was pretty nervous going into it and also just like was not thrilled about Atlanta at all but I was like here I am right after graduation and this has literally fallen in my lap so I feel like I have to take this like I just need to say yes and figure it out um and so I won't go into too much detail around those two years in Atlanta all I can say is I learned a lot and to sum it up I uh you know I did a lot of photography and design which was the best part about it cuz my boss's husband is a professional commercial photographer in Atlanta oh, nice. so to have like mentors on both sides yeah. was just yeah. incredible and I was so thankful for that because I I always had the notion of like I think I still was in the mindset then 
well, I have a design degree, so I'll get a job in design. And photography will always just have to be the side hustle. Mm -hmm. That'll be what keeps me going. And I hadn't broken out of that mindset yet. But that's why it was so wonderful when I got a job opportunity that would kind of help me, you know, nurture both sides. Um, But long story short, it started, I started working for a, a rather large kind of your typical design agency. And then a year into it, my boss, which was the creative director on the Atlanta side, said, we're actually going to break away from the mother agency and start our own agency and you're coming with me. So buckle up essentially. So I went from working like a very typical standard, like big agency job to working for a startup all of a sudden. Wow. And that shift was just huge. And you know, working in a startup, you all got to really pull your own weight and, when the wins are wins, they're great. But when the lows are lows, they're really low. Yeah. Um, and it just got to a point where my heart definitely wasn't in it. But I, it, once something starts to like affect my mental health, that's when I know like I've got to figure this out. Yeah. And it had gotten to that point of just kind of that world and environment. And I just couldn't give in to the you know, the notion of like, this is just what you do. You're stressed every day so you can afford a good Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And I'm like, no, that's not like worth it to me. Um, so, but like I said, I learned and grew so much in those two years and I'm so still thankful for that opportunity and kind of the clarity it gave me. Um, but then, you know, during that time, I would say like I utilized like every weekend to just still like create the work that really fueled me, whatever it was at the time. And I started seeing more and more like people would actually hire me to do that. And I started missing out on opportunities too, working at nine to five where people mm-hmm. would email me and say, can you come do this three day shoot? And I'm like, no, like I work Monday through Friday. <laughs> it's, it will have to be a Saturday or Sunday if I can do it. And so that was a push for me to leave too. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I'm literally missing out on things I want to do so badly. Um, and you could definitely say like the work I was at did not support me pursuing things outside yeah. of them. So it was not a good environment to like in that way. Um, So I knew that I wanted to quit that job, but then also it just felt like so much at the time to where it really made sense for me to leave Atlanta too. It didn't really make Mm -hmm. sense for me to look for another job there. It just didn't feel right. And so then I was like, well, um, you know, it'd be cool to work towards going freelance, but I was still in the notion of like, I don't have enough experience to be a freelancer. I, like, I've got to earn that. I've got to have like five more yeah. years of experience under my belt, blah, blah, blah. The, the whole imposter syndrome yeah, thing kicking completely. in big time then. Um, so I was, you know, Birmingham just began to make sense for a lot of reasons. And um, my friend Hannah was here and loving it. And we did a lot of work together and kind of fueled each other creatively. So I was like, well, that would be cool. I guess it would be close to her. But again, I was not stoked about Birmingham. I was just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I met friends in college. So I would come here a lot during college. But I was like, because I love Atlanta. Like I miss Atlanta so much. And just like, you know, when you find your groove of things, it's hard to leave it. And I just felt like Birmingham wasn't going to appeal to me in the way that that city did, which I've definitely been wrong about. Um, So I came to Birmingham without real plan of any kind. 
And I still thought that I would apply to agencies here and try to see if someone would let me work part-time while I tried to see how much work I could pick up on my own. um, Because that made me feel more stable and secure. Like, you know, I can't, again, like I can't really go freelance, even though people in my life would be like, Ashley, if we know anyone that could go freelance and like make it work, like you're one of those people, yeah. you're such a go-getter. And I would just be like, no, absolutely not. That's it's terrifying. so daunting to take that plunge. It is huge. And so I was not planning on jumping in straight into the freelance world and it just happened. Um, I mean, I've definitely had wonderful things that I'm so thankful for line up here that gave me some sense of security without really tying me down Mm -hmm. uh, to a normal job. Um, One of them was meeting Stephanie Gilbert, right? When I moved here, she um, owns a social media agency. And so when I was just doing a rough Google search right before I moved here of like agencies in Birmingham, I saw her social media agency come up and compared to the other like typical agencies, I was like, oh, like she looks cool. It looks like I I could be an asset. Maybe I could do more photography for Mm -hmm. her. That would be nice emailed her and she was just like, Ashley, love your work. Thanks for reaching out. But this is terrible timing because we are actually moving to LA as soon as you move to Birmingham. And I was like crushed. I was just like, man, this looks, I felt like she was my one shot to be like in the non-typical agency world because I really didn't want to go back down that route because I knew that's not where my heart was. Um, And so, but anyways, before she moved, right when I moved here, she still hired me to do a photo shoot for her. She was like, but I'd love to work with you right before we leave. Just, you know, photos of me for my personal brand or a new thing I may be launching. So I was like, okay, cool. Had this shoot with her. It was great. We hit it off. And I remember just picking her brain about her social media agency because I was like, maybe she'll let me know that there's some other ones here that I could apply to. And it's so unlike me, like when I, when I really want something, I definitely do whatever I can to like Mm -hmm. go after it. And I remember it just sounded like she didn't like her, how her business was set up was just great. She had all the, you know, hands in the bucket she needed and didn't need someone else. So I remember that night right before we like got out of the car to say goodbye at the end of the shoot. I was like, just tell her, just like tell her you want to like work remotely even. And I remember I just didn't say anything. Mm. And I got home that night and that's like so unlike me. And I was like, I should have still just told her like, you know, if there's any way for her to use me, I'd love to work with her. And I was just like really like kicking myself for that. And then I think it was two days later, I get an email from her and she just said, Ashley, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I feel like the universe is telling us we're meant to work together. Do you happen to have experience in this, this or this? And I was like, Oh my gosh, wow. I was going to like, yes, here's like all my work that I've done at an agency. Here's how I can support you. Um, and I was like, honestly, like I can't even believe you're emailing me because I've been kicking myself for two days, not putting myself out there more. Yeah. And she was like, dude, like I just knew like as soon as like I met you that we were meant to like work together. So that wow. was another thing. I'm just so thankful for the stars kind of aligning God, higher power, the universe, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um So I, this past almost two years, have worked remotely for her doing social media content Mm -hmm. creation. Um, Lots of different clients, and I take pictures for her. And uh, that's opened up some really fun doors as well. That's so So that's been one. And then the other biggest part of my Birmingham story this far has been meeting the wonderful people at Wheelhouse Salon. Mm. And they're just the most incredible people. They reached out to me initially just for photos. And they were like, you know, we really want something that's going to 
make wheelhouse stand apart. And we feel yeah. like your photos do that, which was such a compliment. And, uh, so at first we were just talking about photos and then I saw that, you know, no one was really handling their social media situation. So then I just pitched to them. I was like, I can do photos for you, but like, it's not really going to do any good if the photos aren't going anywhere strategically, you know, right. that's the point of getting good content. So I just like cold pitched to them, like, let me do. And I did, I mean, I had experience from the agency doing social media, mm-hmm but not completely on my own like that yeah. and what all would come with that. But they were just the most like wonderful people. I was like, I will do whatever I can to work with them and just like be involved in their world. Even if it's yeah. not like, because it obviously wouldn't be like doing hair. <laughs> um, and then, and so they took it and that was great. And I was kind of like, wow, okay. Like with these two things, like I am like financially comfortable and this allows yeah. me so much room to breathe and to keep, pursuing the other type of work that I want to create. Um, so those two people like Johnny and Courtney from wheelhouse and Stephanie Gilbert, I'm just so thankful for really shaping the past two years of me really allowing me to like be a freelancer. Like I wanted to be. That's incredible. So they've been a huge part there. (laughs) People think that you're just on the sewing machine. Well, you probably are for the most of it, (laughs) but like for me, it's like people probably think I'm just like out and about and like taking photos. And it's like, no, I'm like on my couch alone in my pajamas on my computer, like doing all the mundane stuff that has to get done. Um, which is, yeah, a whole nother rabbit hole in the world of social media and what that means. Uh, if we want to go there, it's just like, you know, um, I attribute social media a lot to the opportunities I've gotten the past two years, which I can't fight that I'm so thankful for. Um, but I have had a rough time with it the past year specifically, or like the past six months, just it feeling, um, just so not authentic and people only seeing, obviously we all know this people only seeing the highlights. And even if your caption has some meaningful thought provoking message at the root of the platform, we're still just seeing an image of what's maybe worthy or not worthy of what we should be comparing ourselves or our work or something to. So it's the platform in general is honestly just working against us too, Mm -hmm. trying to make it more authentic. Mm Um, which is why I love the rise of podcasts where you can hear the tone of people's voices and like, that's why I'm so much more drawn to this world, which kind of segues into why I've been really drawn to film as well. Mm. Um, so this year towards the end of the year, I think, uh, I have just been committing to so many things. And like I said, I've always loved doing that and have been used to doing that. But it got, it started to get to a point this year where I realized though how much I was like compromising of myself and all of these mm-hmm. things by over committing myself. Yeah. It's not like I was giving a hundred percent of myself and my skill sets to a hundred different things. I was right. giving like 25% of myself to all these things just to keep my head above water. Yeah. And then not to mention like being a good friend or being able to show up yeah. for people because I don't have anything left at the yeah. end of the day because of just spreading myself way too thin. Right. Um, but the weird part about it is I didn't really realize it. So I'd say most of this year I've been talking to people like, yeah, I'm going to move back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I just, Birmingham hasn't done it for me, man. I miss Atlanta. I miss the life and the diversity. Not that there's not that here. Mm-hmm. It's right. just a different yeah. scale and growing at a different rate. And uh, then I think I kind of realized, well, I don't think it actually is a Birmingham versus Atlanta thing of maybe why I'm not happy. 
But like I said earlier, like going freelance, I just didn't realize how isolating it could become really quickly. And I mean, I live alone too, which I love. I mean, I'm very independent, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize how much I'd miss that community around me. Just like someone to bounce things off of to like keep you in your right mind. Like you said, to remind you, Hey, Martha Ellen, like you're amazing. Give yourself (laughs) some more credit for, (laughs) for a second. And when you don't have that at all, and I'm not one, I can be such a like worker. Like I will just stay in my room on a computer for days if you let me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one to really reach out of my comfort zone if I'm not yeah. feeling good or like talking to people about it. Um, so then I was like, well, I think what I need, if, well, it sounds like what I'm really wanting, cause I can't really do my work in coffee shops. I can't really focus either. Yeah. I won't get stuff done. So it sounds like I need like a co-working space or like a studio mm-hmm. of some sort like yeah. that. And I was like, that's gonna solve my problems. And so to kind of segue into kind of where I'm at now and some really unexpected changes I'm about to make. So um, I met some wonderful girls. So through Alan and Caitlin Slattery, mm-hmm. who I love so much, they're like a big part of my Birmingham they're story amazing. too. Just such encouragers and wonderful yeah. people to have in your circle. Um, I was in the shop talking to Caitlin one day and I was kind of telling her where I was at. I was like, honestly... I've got to get out of my house. I think it's really affecting me mm-hmm. and I need to be around people more. And she was like, well, you know, the space right across the hall is opening up and they're looking for another person to share it with. And I was like, no way, you know, this is crazy timing. Um, so yeah, I got a shared space with a, two other photographers and a florist and That's have awesome. been really looking forward to that. Um, But then things just really recently kind of all flipped around for me. Um, So I have been really been feeling called to the film world for a while. And that's been another one of those things where I'm like, I really just feel like I really want to like pivot into that world somehow. But I haven't done anything about it. I didn't go to film school. Mm -hmm. I don't have that experience, you know, to break into the film world. You kind of like there would be no way for me to really keep up my jobs because I couldn't just say yes to like a 16 week shoot with like 16 hour days and be able to stay afloat with all the other stuff. So that's held me back for a long, or this past two years of me being like, well, that that's just not feasible because I want to break into that world, but it's too scary to give up all this income and like stability that I do have again, being a freelancer. And I've been so like, you know, this is what I wanted. I have to figure out a way I'd be happy. I wanted to be a freelancer and like I've done it. And so it's just funny how we just keep going and don't really allow ourselves because of how society pushes us to just keep going up and up. No one ever talks about the valleys where you dip Mm. and maybe it's not as much about like career or like tangible successes, but what if it's just a period of like self-awareness and self-growth which is what this year has really felt like to me so backtracking a little bit um but anyways so been really wanting to get into the film world and go that route and I've had experience on a few sets here and there like the past year just little stuff and then in the fall I had the opportunity to go take behind the scenes and stills one day on set of a documentary being shot mm-hmm. and they were filming the tail end of it in Alabama. And that day just completely like turned my world upside down. Yeah. Um I think that 
a lot of my internal struggle as an artist is, of course, I want to create pretty things for the sake of them just being pretty. But there's a part of me that has really ached for something else too, um, whether it be just like human connection mm-hmm. or telling stories. Not that those two worlds have to be so black and white, but I, and I, I think I kind of saw that that day on the documentary is like, whoa, they're creating something that's so beautiful but that has such a like greater purpose too. And they're really going to affect people with this story. And so I think that that's what kind of just like took me aback. And it's just funny what I've been telling people is just like, you know, the day I thought that I would be like, okay, I'm giving it all up to pursue film would be the day that I like got to assist on like a Wes Anderson film Uh that was so glamorous (laughs) and color palettes and pretty, And it took one day in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, working with uh, this story loosely is about boy, four boys coming from pretty broken backgrounds, dealing with some pretty harsh things. And these boys were taken to a ranch in Colorado and were each assigned a wild Mustang horse to train in 40 days. And it typically takes a trainer to train a horse, a wild horse like that, like 120 So it sounds pretty like cheesy and not something I would expect myself to fall into. But I think it was just the story and also the atmosphere, the stark contrast of me going from sitting on my couch on a computer most of the time to being on set and this crew of people all just Mm -hmm. like going so hard at like making this thing come to life and also like affecting people along the way. And that's why I was just like, this is it. And so that day, like I said, I think that was like back in October I just haven't been able to shake it. I mean, I haven't really been able to do anything about it because I've still just been like, man, that was wonderful. And I'll get to remember that day and the memories created that day and the work created. But, you know, I still can't just like give up everything I've got going on here to try and chase after something like that. But I just it's been something that has like pulled at my heartstrings so hard that it's been hard for me to really even think of anything else. But it was the tail end of the shoot. They were filming the epilogue in Alabama, Mm -hmm. which is why they brought me on since everyone came to Alabama for the tail end of it. But, you know, I thought that was it because they were making a documentary and it was done. And, you know, if it was something greater, I would have asked them, hey, is there any room for me to continue helping y'all? But, you know, at the time there wasn't. Um So these past few months, I've just kind of realized, I think, that it's really not a matter of the place I've been, like Birmingham versus Atlanta, or, I mean, a big part of it has been my everyday, just the isolation, everything, Mm -hmm. but I think I had to suddenly face that it's actually the work I've been doing is just not giving me life anymore, or not right now, you know, again, I think I had to the perspective that I've had to really hang on to that's helped me the past two years is just like, nothing's permanent. At least if you don't want it to be, you're allowed to change. You're allowed to pivot again. And I know in a lot of ways that sounds like really entitled to say, to like have those privileges to just pivot. But if I have the opportunity to like Mm -hmm. chase work that literally makes me feel alive, I can't really justify anything. Yeah. It's the evolution of your work. Like, and I think and that self, as we grow, which is what I've that's realized, what I was about to say. That they're not necessarily so disconnected not is what all. I've realized. And, and so, I think if you're really in touch with yourself, you'll realize that they are so very connected. And if 100%. you're ignoring this evolution that's yeah, happening within, within you, yourself, yeah, you're going to be led in different directions. And it doesn't mean, yeah. like you said, with your photography stuff, you're so grateful for the stuff that you learned at your design firm. Like 
the stuff that you've already learned is going to help you in your future endeavors and you already your foundation is higher than your last foundation was and i think that the fact that a story a documentary about four boys and some horses yeah like like, who would have guessed (laughs) like you were hungering so much for that Uh lifestyle that it didn't take much yeah and Mm -hmm. it's so amazing that you can verbalize it because it's been such a weird experience to try and explain to people because that day made me feel so alive and so Mm -hmm. full but it's honestly until you've experienced that like internal shift it's also very hard to put into words and you literally just said it all (laughs) which is crazy um but yeah that's what I learned I learned that I'm not a person that really operates in a way where I can do a job that i like kind of hate and then still be a good friend and have a good social life, you know, that I just get off and clock out. Like mm-hmm. I've just really learned that if I'm not creating the type of work that really fuels me, that I'm like not functioning on a personal level yeah. Yeah. in a good way either because they're so connected. Yeah. I feel like it hits even harder whenever you're freelance too, because yes. it's so hard to shut that off. Yes, you're it is always thinking about work. Right. Cause you're like, I still have to pay these bill- right. bills it doesn't really matter if you're not feeling it yeah. right now you got to do what you got to do or that the day is quote-unquote done done yeah. it's not oh it's, yeah it's about it's a project by project thing versus right right yeah so essentially um so to kind of backtrack a little bit of kind of these crazy steps is i just you know signed on to this studio space here and I realized like I was getting the studio space not really to shoot in but to have an office and to have a big computer screen to bring on more social media accounts because that income was good and it was stable. And it's literally the work that was like killing me, mm-hmm. like sucking every bit of life out of me. But I was investing in a space to allow me to do more of it. Yeah. Like how backwards is that? <laughs> because that's, you know, I just hadn't let myself take a step back long enough to really evaluate the not it's it's up until this point been evaluating the work well my my work's good it's like getting recognized like that's great but then it was never like but how are you feeling and that's when those roads came together toward or kind of unraveled is what it felt like towards the end of this year um and I think that it was just such a tough thing for me to suddenly realize is like it's actually none of these things. It's just that the work that you're like killing yourself over, like isn't mm-hmm. even the fun jobs and the places I've gotten to travel and the work I've gotten to create there and be paid for. I'm still so thankful for that. But it was because of like, again, how almost guilty I feel for wanting to make another change and another pivot that was holding me back of like taking that step back mm-hmm. and evaluating how I felt about yeah. it. Cause I was like, I'm getting to do these wonderful things. How could I ask for literally anything right. other than this? Because of how thankful mm-hmm. yeah. am I to have these opportunities? But that's where it's tough. And that's where at the end of the day, we still can't settle for that yeah. though. If it's still, if something has shifted within yeah. you, if you, you, we do evolve. And so, um, when I was so backing up towards, so that day on the documentary was like in the fall, it's been eating me up until now. And uh, at the week before Christmas, I was on another job with Hannah, actually, on a different little film set, um, documentary set in Alabama, just some pickup scenes. I was just assisting her, really. And one of the guys that came to set was, I found out, leading the whole production uh, team, post-production team 
of the documentary that I was on in the fall. Oh, wow. He was heading the crew of all the post people, the editors, all of it, the marketing, the designers, photographers, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you're working on that? I was like, I spent one day on that film and it just has like shaken me up. And he was like, oh, it really affected you. And I was like, oh man, you have no idea. Hmm. You have no idea. And he was like, oh, well, we need to talk. Like (laughs) we're in the process of like building out our post-production crew. And there's also a chance for season two. So we're going to, because the documentary then turned into a series, which is another thing. Um, But a lot of things change when you go out to film a documentary and then it turns into like a 10 part series. So long story short, I am about to join this documentary crew for the next year. Wow. Nice. And part of the crew, most of the crew is going to be based out of Opelika, Alabama, where I grew up, which is the irony (laughs) of me saying like, oh, Auburn's a great place, you know, to have kids, but couldn't see myself there right now because that's exactly where I'm going. Um, And I'm essentially moving home for the next year. And it has happened so suddenly because I literally start in like two weeks I've already worked a week with them. So tying up all the loosens here so suddenly has been a lot to process. Um, But it's just, I literally prayed for that opportunity after that day. It was something that affected me so deeply that, and I would say like, you know, I'm more spiritual than I am religious. And that's the most millennial thing I could possibly say. But I remember for like two weeks after that first experience with that documentary, literally praying just like if there's any opportunity for me to continue to be a part of this story in any way like god please provide it yeah Yeah. and so the fact that it has like happened is just insane to me and if you would have asked me a year ago if there's anything in the world that would make me like move home i'd be like (laughs) there there's literally nothing in the world and then for it to be a documentary working with like boys and horses like if you know me and know the work I typically do this makes virtually no sense at all um but at the same time I feel like I've won the lottery because I'm so excited to like be a part of this crew and this story and then hopefully be a part of the team that will make season two as well um And the biggest thing again and again is just the reminder of like letting go of other people's expectations for you and more so your own expectations for yourself. Because I've had, you know, wonderful friends that are supportive, but, and I would say my mom's definitely not thrilled of me being like, mom, I'm moving home 25 (laughs) and I can't wait. sounds like the best opportunity in the whole wide world. And she's again, supportive, which is all I can ask for, which I'm thankful for. Um, but I have other friends too that are, have really pushed me the past year, just been, you know, why haven't you moved to LA? Like you, you've had opportunities out there, you know, that's what you've got to do if you want to like gain your exposure and get bigger and get more, do bigger yeah. scale shoots. And for the past, I mean, not for the past years, my whole like career, something has just been like tugging at me to stay here yeah. Yeah. that I have known or I haven't known until now yeah. right. why and why I have felt called to staying in the South. Um, but it's just been this intuitive feeling that I've had to follow. And it's just like validating for it to feel like it makes sense now yeah. of like getting yeah. this opportunity. Um, and I mean, it, it did take a lot. It didn't exactly fall on my lap. Like, I mean, I had the connection to that guy that showed up to set, but I pretty much showed up at the producer of this film, their house the day after Christmas and like pretty much cried in their living room and was like, I've got to be on this team. 
I don't know where I fit. I don't know where it makes sense for me. But like I have, this has like affected me in a way that does not make any sense at all. But I know that I have not wanted something like this in such a long time or like since I can remember really something Good this deeply. Good for you for deeply. following that gut feeling. Because so that's so scary. It is. It, it totally is. And again, just like moving home. What? Like what <laughs> in the world? Um, and well, just Auburn's like, a lot better now. Auburn and Opelika are a lot yeah, better now than they Oplake were when we left. a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'll be like traveling with them too. So it makes right. the most sense to actually live at home and yeah. stay like yeah. save money. Um but to just get to learn like the director, I've like seen so many of his things that I just love and feel so thankful that I'm going to get to learn alongside him yeah. and yeah. just grow. Um, and yeah, just keep, I think just like ultimately what I'm about, which is so scary to look back. Like if I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity, I would have literally been investing in a space mm-hmm. to do more of the work that was sucking right. this life out of me. Yeah. And it's like scary, you know? Wow. Like, no, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, that's still, like, such a wonderful thing, problem to have. Like, first world problems, for real. But it's, like, still in hindsight, I can see, like, how out of, like, character I've been for so long because the work in myself and, like, how I've evolved weren't matching up anymore. Right. And, again, it's not like I'll never come back to this type of work or won't still do it. Again, it doesn't have to be so black and white. But for now, I think... I do think it makes sense to where I got to a point where like these images just like weren't doing it for me anymore beyond the colors and the locations or whatever. Um, there's a piece of me that I'm like aching to tell stories. Yeah. So it only makes sense that I, my natural progression would be to go into yeah. film, right. but maybe it means to get this experience and come back to stills and see how I can evolve my work there yeah. and tell stories. Merge like who knows? Two. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, think that but yeah I just again if I have this opportunity to like chase something that makes me feel so alive I've got to take it um so yeah it is kind of it's such a whirlwind that this conversation is happening right now because I like literally no one knows like I mean the 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 jobs I've quit they know yeah um and like two friends but yeah (laughs) so it's just like crazy and it's I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it also makes sense that I spent about the exact amount of time in Atlanta that I did here. Mm-hmm. And I think I've always been a little, I don't know what the word would be, just kind of scared of like my future because I have never been one of the people that could be like, oh yeah, I see my future looking just like this, right. have a five-year plan. Like that just hasn't been me, but I think I've always known that I would probably make a lot of pivots and that's why. Right. Yeah. Um, that... I would probably spend years kind of jumping around until maybe I figure out what that path is or maybe I never well, maybe your path settle. is just to continue to pivot to like, continue to you're going to continue to grow and you yeah. continue to change and I think I feel like maybe we've already said this but being a creative and working in the industry that you are just really in any creative format where it's emotion based. Yeah. Your emotions are going to change. You're going to change. You're going to grow. And when like in photography I know that it's especially if it's artistic and not just editorial or something like you, it's about what you're feeling and the emotion you're putting towards that. And it's going to be displayed in your work. If you're not feeling it and you're emotionally Um, unsettled, it will be displayed in your work and you will not be proud of your work because it won't be your best work. And you're just trying to like, just like verbalizing my brain, (laughs) which is crazy. Yeah. Cause it is a weird, I don't know with some of the type of work I do. It's not like, 
you would see it outwardly as me like displaying a part of myself or how I'm feeling in it. But it really has been so much that there's so much work that I've felt so not motivated to even share because I've on a personal level been so off, right? you know, and it's kept me from pursuing so many things. And then I would be like, Oh, well it's the work. I'm just, it just didn't turn out how I wanted it to. And like, that hasn't been it at all. It's It's just been, yeah, yeah, totally. Which is something that just sounds so, if you're not in a creative profession, it sounds sounds, off the wall. It sounds stupid. It sounds like you're being overly emotional. Yeah. But Emotions are the core of yeah. your work. And right. it's just, I think with anything else, if you're just not feeling your job, you're not going to do your best work. Right. Period. Yeah. In any field. Totally. You're not going to do your best work. And for me, I'm also like not going to be the best person I can be for other people yeah. is what I had to keep remembering. And like, I just want to continue, like my goal, I guess, is just to continue to like chase a life or a lifestyle to where I'm feeling so good that I can like then give that to other people, whether it's through inspiration or giving them a hand or helping them with skill sets or whatever they need, but to help bring other people up along the way. That's what I want to do. And I haven't been able to do that for a a long time or what I consider a long time because I've been so bogged down and that's hard when I'm like not being able to show up for people because when I'm with people, I really want to be there a hundred percent and be intentional and when my mind is just pulled in a thousand different directions and I'm stressed about things, I'm like, that's no fun way yeah. to live. So I'm hoping this opportunity like allows me to grow and also just kind of gets me back to that place where I feel more myself, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, so that's kind of where sure I'm at. Right. Yeah. That's really, really exciting. So yeah, I'm really jumping into something that I have no, it's one of the first times I would say like, I'm, I'm definitely like a risk taker and a go-getter, but I usually like to know that what the stone is I'm leaping to. Right. Like, what does it look like when I get there? What does it feel like? What am I going to be doing? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I'll leap. But this is just like, I am going to work on a story again with like boys and horses. (laughs) What? And with like almost no experience. Like I have no really idea what I'm getting myself into. But at the same time, like, I think I've been, I think that's, again, what almost made me want to go back to school. Not really, but crave that learning and just like the constant, you know, in in the freelance world, at least for me, I accepted a lot of work that was within my comfort zone because still at the end of the day, like you got to get your bills paid. Um, so I got to make sure I can perform on these jobs. But I mean, there was some I took that, you know, you, you show yourself what you're made of, um, but I haven't been like thrown into the deep end in a long time. And I just, I think I've needed an experience to like, again, like prove to myself what I'm capable of. Yeah. You need to shake it up sometimes. And I think that sometimes that's when your best work comes out. I hope so. The best parts of yourself. And that's what's weird of going from being involved in a ton of different things to this year. I realized, well, maybe that's actually how, maybe I don't actually operate best doing that. Like I'm actually so excited to, to dedicate a, I mean, the time part of that does totally freak me out. Like commitment just in general freaks me out. <laughs> and so like committing to a year, a yeah. whole year mm-hmm. dedicated to one thing, right. like yeah. when is the last time I've done that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not even then yeah. at all. And so it's just like, but at the same time, I'm so excited just to see what, what happens when I give everything I've got to one thing instead yeah. of, like I said, 25% of myself to a million things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What changes or what will I learn? Um, 
So that's kind of where I'm at now. Do you know what, what is your role on the So team? I'm going to be doing a multitude of things, which is funny because I mean, you know, on a bird's eye view, I'm going to be working on one thing, but right. I am going to be doing a bunch of things. But they know that I think my goal is to, like, I want to DP and direct like yeah. long-term goals. Like I want to make stories. Yeah. And that's why I know that I will always be a photographer or maybe it's a filmmaker. Like I know a hundred percent certain that's what I will always be doing. Like I am meant to tell stories in some facet or another, but the next 10 months are mainly the post-production side. So I told them, you know, that's obviously not really what I want to do long term, but I'm at a point with the film world where I want to have at least some experience doing every single role yeah. Yeah. to just have the skill sets under my belt because then you learn to communicate with all the different people. Right. And um, on the post-production side, I'll, I'm will i going to be heading the creative direction of the social media, so marketing this series. Cool. And within that means a lot of things. We're going to be doing like eight short films that kind of also tell the story of what this series is about and I'll get a hand in directing actually the smaller ones, which was the most enticing part of it for me to get that experience and just learn. Um, and then coloring is what I like on the post-production end is what I'm so stoked to learn because that's the part of like post-production stills that I love is just geeking out in a dark room over (laughs) the exact hue of a color all day makes me just completely geek out. So then, putting that into film is so exciting. Like you have 24 of those frames per second, not just like one image. How crazy is that? (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be doing a multitude of things, but that's why I'm so excited about the experiences because I'm going to get to grow in a lot of ways. So I feel like that'll be a good transition for you because you're going to be going from having your hand in so many pots to doing right to focusing on on one thing, but still having many things. I don't think I'll be like bored by any means. But maybe we'll see. And it's funny because of the place I'm at with social media where I'm so kind of sick of it that I'm going to be doing a lot of that in this. But it's interesting to see, like, how can we utilize this platform differently to market this beautiful story? How can we, like, grab someone's attention differently than just, like, putting out another pretty picture or whatever it is? Um, so it kind of feels like a challenge in that way, even though I've been like, I want to get out of the social media world. And they're like, well, we need you to do this, which is again, why like, I'm so thankful for the design and yeah. social media experience, because that was really how they could justify me being on the team full time. Right. If I could head that portion of it, then I would get to just like dip into all the areas yeah. I want yeah. to, to learn and grow. But that's what made it, you know, yeah. that's how they could justify the budget of adding right. me to the team full time. Cause yeah. I was, I told them, I was like, I don't want the opportunity to come in here like whenever y'all can use me. Like I want to be like working with y'all seven days a week. I'm so just like (laughs) thrilled about this. Um, So yeah, I'm going to be kind of jumping into a bunch of things. Nice. So exciting. I'm so excited. Still have a lot of like nervous energy probably because I'm just like, oh, I have so much to do to just, again, like I just got a studio space here. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? And so... But I wouldn't say that was a mistake. That was an interesting choice, maybe, because yeah. I, like, paid for some of it up front, mm. which makes it tough now, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's just kind of one of those learning things. I'm still so glad I met the the women in that space are so wonderful. So yeah. I'm so glad to stay connected with them anyway. I know there was a reason for that. Yeah. But, it, uh, yeah, it just it feels like I left Atlanta really abruptly. It's like when I make my mind up about something, I've been seeing a pattern of, like, I I act on it almost impulsively because I think I'm scared of getting comfortable and then not taking it and staying in the same place. Yeah. 
probably because complacency is like my biggest fear. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only thing about this situation that, you know, is tough because I feel like I'm just like suddenly rushing out of here. I don't think you are, though. In reality, I think that this has been something that's been building inside of you for a long time. And finally, an opportunity arose. And you've learned enough to to know not to say no to an opportunity that you see as valuable. Yeah. Yeah. When I told Caitlin yesterday, she was just like, I knew something was coming. I've seen it in you. I could tell you were you were needing a leap to something. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I have. (laughs) So it's slightly impulsive, but it's been a long time coming yeah think, and again nothing's permanent like. maybe i'll get there That's and hate right. it yeah maybe i'll crash and burn yeah. but then it's only up from there i suppose so exactly and i think having, it out again one thing that kept coming to my mind is something that i've been telling myself a lot is not to have expectations yes and totally. like if you don't have expectations then you can't fail because oh, you haven't yeah you didn't set a bar that you can never meet. Yep. So you don't know what you're walking into, but I think that's really beautiful. At yeah. the same time, it's scary. Yeah. But you're going to learn a lot no matter what. And even mm-hmm. if you're there for two weeks or if you're there for the whole time, like whatever it is, you're going to learn and you're going to yeah. grow from it and it's going to be beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So. Every That's the thing about like the mistake question. I know it probably takes yeah. everyone off guard because... Yeah. I think most people think of mistakes also as like regrets and mm-hmm. they're different because I don't like any mistake I've made. I've genuinely always learned something so helpful, even yeah. if it was like terrible to go through. Yeah. I'm so happy that I learned whatever I did from that exactly. mistake. And I think that's a, such a healthy perspective. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that's been really refreshing is everyone does have a difficult time with that question. Yeah. And it just shows that we are all slightly healthier than maybe we thought we were because we don't view these things as detrimental to who we've become. Totally. That's a beautiful way of putting it. It's been kind of crazy to hear you verbalize so many things in my brain. (laughs) I think that's why I get self-conscious babbling because I wouldn't say I'm the most like eloquent speaker and I can't, I do process so fast that I'm like, none of this probably makes sense or that didn't even come across what I was trying to say. And then you're just like saying, I'm like, yes, actually, (laughs) that's exactly how I've been. That's exactly what the inner turmoil <laughs> yeah. inside of me is felt like. Well, you're not like. the only one. Exactly. And that's the most beautiful thing is that we're all going yeah. through such similar things. Totally. Just it comes out in different ways. And right. so that's another thing I've learned from doing this is that I could be talking to someone who I have absolutely like our jobs don't mash up You think at you have all. nothing in common we, with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that I have nothing in common with them. But in reality, we, we have, we're still humans. Yeah. We still intake things and output things and that you're, you can, everyone's going through the same stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing what like, yeah, thing like guards or uh, barriers are broken down once you just like realize you Mm -hmm. share common ground with more people. And again, I think that's what's been tough for me this year is just like the fact that I was alone a lot of the time. And so when you're not processing it out loud or like, I feel like this has kind of been a therapy session, honestly, (laughs) more than anything, because I'm like, oh, this is why people talk to people. This is really great. This is so helpful. I should do this more. It's pretty healthy. But yeah, it's just like, it's a good reminder of like, yeah, you just got to talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? I mean, if you want to follow me, it's Ashley Kicklighter, but I'm in such a space of self-promotion. so weird. And I'm just yeah. like not really here for it right now. But again, I can't, I don't want to come across as like not thankful yeah. and for the platform and the people that have truly supported me and like encouraged me to keep like creating the work 
that I have built this far where in that platform has been social media. So I'm thankful for it, but I probably just need some time yeah. to like reformat how I personally utilize it. What's your favorite <laughs> self-help podcast? Hmm. Let me think. I mean, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Great one. <laughs> Um, what other self like help ones? Elizabeth Gilbert that wrote Big Magic was mm. such a great book. She has a podcast and it's just like other people telling their stories. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I love podcasts because I'm like not really that social to where I feel like, oh, these are just like my friends. Like yeah. I'm yeah. having a conversation <laughs> with you guys. This is right. why it's so great. It's just like my friends that I'm like talking to, <laughs> but listening to all the time. Um, well, thanks well, for being on. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so guys much. for this having me wonderful. and letting me. Like I said, I do also feel like I just kind of blacked out. I'm like, I have no idea what I just talked to them about. <laughs> All right. Well, thank Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> this is a mistake. Yeah, it's hard to open a conversation with just like, wow, I am obsessed with Charles Manson. <laughs> like, it's a mistake.